Welcome to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast where you will discover creative ways to improve your health and well-being. Someone may have told you that art isn't for you, but they were wrong. Anyone can create arts for the health of it. No talent or experience necessary. I'm just a little songbird. Try to fly my way homeward with the melody and I make the beat. Don't know where it'll take me, take me. Cause when I'm in the dark of night, I sing my way back to the light. Come along with me and your heart will see that a song changes everything. Oh, oh. And I'm Constanza Ritter. And today we had the amazing honor of having Mindy Peterson on our podcast. Uh, she's the host of an uh, host of Enhance Life with Music podcast. And her podcast really focuses on kind of holistically how music impacts health and well-being, um, business, uh, sports, like kind of all different areas and facets of life. And when when we found each other, we we're like, oh my gosh, we should do a crossover episode, which is what we did. And it was so fun. Like the different people she's talked to is so fascinating. And I think you guys will all really enjoy listening to Mindy. Yeah. And then you pop over to her podcast and listen to the same exact thing over there, but see how she talks about <laughs> us. Um, and you have seen for the, I don't know, last couple months, she, we've been airing her commercial for her podcast because what she's doing is really exciting and needed. And um, that conversation needs to happen. So we're glad that she's doing it. It was fun. And she's a um, Midwesterner. So like <laughs> me, so I actually got to go home and meet her at one point in real life. So that was fun. And- in real life yes in real life yes like in person like not through a screen yes yes so she mindy is an educator and host creator and producer of the podcast enhance life with music a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives mindy is a nationally certified teacher of music who has taught piano lessons since 1991 to students ages kindergarten to adult in michigan and minnesota mindy is the arts advocacy chair of the minnesota music teachers association of course board member of west suburban music teachers association and a member of many trade groups enhanced life with music is in chartable's top 200 music podcast list for both the usa and global lists and has downloads in over 100 countries and is in listen scores top 10 percent of global podcasts so not too shabby she's been doing really well over there and we're very (laughs) happy that she um could be on our podcast and we could be on hers So there you go. Uh, We're going to take a break and come back with Mindy after this. Whether you consider yourself a musician or not, music is all around us and it affects our everyday lives. Whether it's background music influencing our shopping habits in a store, organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game, or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I'm Mindy Peterson, host of the podcast Enhanced Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. You can find me and Enhanced Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast or wherever you get your audio. 
Unleash the power of music. Make your day richer with The Richard Wilmore Show. Meet amazing musicians, talented actors, brilliant authors, hilarious comedians, and the most creative people in entertainment. Download the KP Media TV app to watch on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire. My name is Mindy Peterson. I'm with Enhanced Life with Music, the podcast where we explore the holistic power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. I'm co-hosting today's crossover episode with my friends at Arts for the Health of It. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and I'm uh, Richard Wilmore, one of the hosts of Arts for the Health of It. And I'm Constanza Roeder. I'm the other host. The three of us are passionate about the power of music and the arts to enhance lives. And we're excited about this opportunity to join forces on this episode that will be released in both of our podcast feeds. We'll be weaving our two worlds together for the next half hour, and hopefully we'll create something for our listeners that is greater than the sum of its parts. Richard and Stanzi, our podcasts and areas of passion definitely overlap and intersect when it comes to the power of music to positively affect our state of health and well-being. You certainly do more of a deep dive into the realm of health and wellness than I do, and you take a look not only at music, but all of the arts. Stanzi, I know you had a pretty powerful personal encounter with arts and health that launched your passion for what you do with your nonprofit and this podcast. Can you tell us about that background and experience and then also tell us how Richard came to join the team? Ah, uh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I am a leukemia survivor. I had leukemia when I was in high school, and the arts were a really important part of how I coped with that serious illness in my life and how I recovered after treatment. Um, I had two and a half years of chemotherapy, um, so it was a significant part of my adolescence. Um, and there's a lot to process after that. And the arts are this amazing technology that humans have had throughout history to help us process our experiences and return to equilibrium and um, express things that are kind of maybe unexpressible and and just standard language. Um, So that was a really important experience for me as a young person. And then when I moved from California, where I grew up to San Antonio, Texas, I started volunteering on an adult oncology unit. And I'd never been in an adult hospital before. I'd only ever been in pediatric hospitals where there were activities and arts and all kinds of supportive services. And that just wasn't how it was on the adult side. It was rather shocking. And I knew that healthcare didn't have to look like that. Um, And I knew that we also don't magically become different species when we turn 18 and we no longer need, um, beauty and comfort and support and companionship and all those, all those things that have major effects on patient outcomes, um, that the environment, the environment that we put people in when they're ill should be an environment that uplifts the whole person that isn't just dealing with disease, but is looking holistically and uplifting the person holistically for the best outcomes. 
So it just started with me singing for patients. I studied music in school, so that's what I knew how to do. And it grew from there. And eventually I started the organization um, Hearts Need Art Creative Support for Patients and Caregivers as a nonprofit here in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, we hired our first visual artist a couple months later, and we've just grown from there. And now we come into healthcare spaces and provide um, bedside music, even music lessons in certain cases. We do visual arts that includes like window painting where they can patients can personalize their space. Um, we do writing interventions and we actually, we also do a lot of um, support for healthcare staff right now. So, which is really needed if you've been paying attention to the last two years, you know, that healthcare staff are really burned out and need a lot of support and the arts actually help with that. So, um, so yeah, it's been quite the journey and we would not be where we are today without Richard. <laughs> Richard <laughs> found me at a time when I was trying to do everything myself. I'll let Richard take it from there. <laughs> I think she's still trying to do it all by herself, but well, she now sometimes. has a small little team. I was um, the kid. My dad got really sick with cancer for the first time when I was in second grade. And as a second grader, I thought one day I'm going to be famous and I'm going to start a cancer charity. Like that was my goal as whatever, <laughs> however old you are in second grade. Um, and I never got famous and I never started a cancer charity, but I had moved to San Antonio six months before about six months before I met Stanzi and um, I was going through a divorce and I thought you know what I'm going to take myself on the date I need the arts and I didn't know anything about arts and health at the time and I thought I need to like make myself happy and so I went to a theater and someone at the theater said I want to introduce you to someone and Stanzi was there with a little table and this little cardboard sign that she made by herself. And it was like, and I'm like, what is this woman doing? And um, she told me all about Hearts Need Art. And I thought, oh my gosh, one, I didn't know what arts and health was. And two, I wish my parents had access to stuff like this. My dad has spent probably years all together in hospitals and for him to be able to have something like this. And me, and my brothers and I as children going through that i wish we had access to something like that to bond with our parents during a time like that um so i just started volunteering i didn't know what to do so i just started volunteering because i could tell that um she <laughs> needed help, help. <laughs> and the more i just kept like i didn't have a job at the time i just moved here so i was like just keep giving me more and more stuff and at one point Sansi was like i don't think this is volunteering anymore. Like, I think you're working more hours than I am. I think we need to start paying you. And so I became the first full-time employee at Arts Need Art. Mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah. awesome. I just love hearing people's stories and how they came to their passions and how they're applying those into, in your case, making the world a better place, which hopefully mm. all of us can do in some way, shape, or form. Love hearing about that. Yeah, and Stancy, was... when you were talking, some of the things that really resonated with me were just your your what you were saying about the holistic approach that you experience in your get with the pediatric care that you got, and mm -hmm. just the disconnect between that and what you observed in the adult mm -hmm. care. That's really intriguing, and there there are so many parts to us as humans, and to neglect something so important as that artistic 
part of us, you know, it's, it's really kind of like neglecting the spiritual and neglecting the soul of who we are. And we're so much more than just our physical bodies and that other as those other aspects of us contribute to the physical health of our mm. physical bodies. So that, that's I've, awesome. I have a great little story about that. One of our, one of our patients, um, and one of my patients that I worked with for a long time, um, she, eventually, um, they weren't able to get her cancer into remission. And before she went home on hospice, she brought me in her room and she, um, really charged me to do more. This is before I'd even started heart scene art. And, uh, this was someone who like, before I met her, when I first met her, she was like, Oh, I'm not an artist. I'm not a, I don't really even like music. And then she like, but then she was like, Oh, you can sing for me anyway. And just became a, it became a, a real source of comfort for her through the months that she was in the hospital. And she, really charged me with like you, we need more of this. Like, it's nice that you're here once a week, but we need this every day and we need art and we need, um, writing. We need different things that we can do so we can get out of our rooms and out of our isolation and, and connect and express what we're going through. And she said something really telling. She's like, they really put us through hell when we're in here and we need to remember the reasons why we're alive as much mm. as we need the things that are keeping us alive. Wow. Um, and that was, I feel like <laughs> that was a profound moment in my life, how she articulated that. It was so true. Um, and then how do you, <laughs> how do you argue <laughs> with that? Yeah. So I was like, okay, fine. I guess I'll, I'll start an organization and change my life. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is powerful. When you, and yeah. you, you mentioned something too earlier about returning to equilibrium. And mm -hmm. there is something about that homeostasis that you can't, there, there's so many factors that feed into that, that you can't, they're, they're non-tangibles. You can't put a finger on it, but it, it's, it's so crucial to bringing about homeostasis in our life and our healing and our purpose for wanting to stay alive, our quality of life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That word equilibrium is from um, Ellen Dysoniak. She's an ethnologist that studies um, arts role in culture throughout history and across cultures. And she defines the arts as activities that help humans return to emotional and social equilibrium. Oh, that I love this, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's this communal part of it that's so important. And then there's this emotional, spiritual part of it at the individual level. That's, that's so vital. Okay. I need to get that quote. I'm going to pull that out at some point. <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> she awesome. has an amazing, an amazing work that she's done. But I think, but I, we want to hear, I know our listeners want to hear more about you. I think Richard sure. has some questions, questions for Yeah. You. Mindy, your focus is really on the art of music specifically, but not right. just its relationship to health. You right. explore the holistic power of music in science and health, but also in sports and entertainment and business and education. Can you tell us more about your passion for music's life enhancing effect on all the different facets of our lives? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, I can tell you too a little bit about the story of how my podcast came to be and just my passion behind that. I've been a piano teacher for since 1991. And so I've had these years and decades of teaching piano and being involved in the music world and the music community. And one thing I've constantly been amazed by and drawn to are 
the constant articles that I see in the news, research studies on the power of music. And I'm a huge Mm. believer in that. And it's always exciting to see some of those articles and studies that prove that power of music. And I'm talking about studies that talk about the effect of music training and music making on the brain development of children, the effect of that those same activities on the successful aging of the brain and outsmarting Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's Uh, music is what enabled Gabby Giffords to relearn how to speak after the shooting that she survived. Music has a powerful effect on our athletic performance. It's been called the legal doping because (laughs) it can, it can enhance our athletic performance up to 15%. So studies like that have always just really intrigued me and caught my attention. I've always thought, why don't we hear more about, I mean, these are really powerful scientific studies and why don't we hear more about this? Mm. So when I discovered podcasts, in general, I was immediately hooked and fell in love with them. And so I started thinking, I need to find a podcast that shines a spotlight on this power of music and the power of music, not only on the lives of musicians or those of us who consider ourselves to be musicians, but its impact on people who don't consider themselves musicians either. So for example, imagine going to watch a movie and there's no music Mm. or watching a commercial And there's no music. I mean, music is all around us, whether we consider ourselves musicians or not. Unless you're in a hospital. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, imagine going to a baseball game or a hockey game and no organ music. You know, it's just, it's everywhere and it affects our lives. It's a soundtrack of our lives. And um, it's used in, in marketing. When you go to a restaurant, the music is or should be intentionally chosen to either keep you there longer and have you eat slower and spend more. Or if you're in a fast food restaurant to turn the tables and get you in and out of there quicker. So all of those aspects of music and how it, it, I guess it's relevance to our lives and it's prevalence. It's everywhere Mm. have always intrigued me. And so I set out to find a podcast that really shined the spotlight on those different facets of music and I I couldn't find it. So I ended up starting it and my kind of my goal and my mission with, with enhanced life with music podcast is twofold. One, I really do believe in the power of music to change the world and enhance life. So I kind of feel like it's a bit of a community service because there's so much available to us through the power of music to make life better. And I want people to know about that and take advantage of it and utilize it. A second sort of mission and goal for me is maybe not quite as altruistic. And that is, I feel like the biggest job security for us as musicians and music educators is for our community to know and understand Mm -hmm. the value of music and our shared human journey. Because if, if our communities understand that power and that value, they're going to want to invest in musical experiences and music training, music education. So I kind of feel like it's a service to musicians everywhere too. Like if people understand the amazing powers of music, they're going to want to invest in it. Mm. Mm. Well said. Well, 
I'd love to get your input on what's going on right now in the world of arts, especially music, but in the worlds of art in general and health, because that's your world. And that's mm. something that I'm interested in. My listeners are interested in it. So are there any trends that you are, you're seeing? I feel like with what I'm hearing, there's much more just increasing openness to pulling arts and music into the healing experience and the medical experience. But I'm interested in hearing your perspective on that. And you're, you're much more um, tapped into that world Mm. than I am. What are you seeing in terms of that and just trends in general? Sure. Well, there's certainly a groundswell of arts and health um, moving in our country. Even since I started the organization five years ago, there's, I mean, I feel like new ones are popping up all the time and it's really exciting (laughs) to go from, you know, having no one to talk to or not being, not really being able to find anyone to, um, hear and talk to about how to start an arts and health program. I eventually found people, but they weren't near me. (laughs) And now, you know, there's, there's starting to be more pop-up all around, which is really exciting. And um, there's so much going on in the field and there's so many different ways it's being applied um, in very intentional ways. So um, obviously in healthcare settings, there's um, a lot happening in healthcare. There's also um, applications in healthcare education. So in medical schools, um, this there's this increase in awareness about humanities that we actually need doctors who understand humans and human nature as much as they need like the science and the, you know, the medical backgrounds, mm-hmm. they also need to understand people. And so medical schools are starting to use the arts in their humanities training for um, medical professionals to teach them observation skills, empathy, um, just their having tools for their own creative expression to mitigate burnout. Burnout's a really big issue in medical school and then after medical school. Um, so medical education is another big place. Community health is another, um, it's an emerging field right now where there's a lot of it happening, but they're starting to, um, do more research around it. And that would be things like, um, like we've had several people on our podcast on arts for the health of it that are doing, um, arts for community health, even though that's not what they're calling it, but they're using arts, for example, with inner city kids to help them. Like there's this one group in, um, California, they use dance to, uh, provide like as a vehicle to kind of provide wraparound services for underprivileged girls. And they follow them all the way through, like they enter when they're in grade school and they go all the way through graduation and they have a hundred percent graduation rate where kids go graduate from high school and go on to college. Um, and they do it through dance. Like that's the way that they build community and provide wraparound services for people in their communities. So there's really innovative things happening in the field and really cool research. And, um, there's new things coming, uh, new um, partnerships, even within our government. So the National Institute of Health recently partnered with um, the National Endowment for the Arts to create the Sound Health Network, which is specifically targeting research and um, highlighting research and trying to fund research around the health impacts of music specifically. 
and that's kind of a groundbreaking, you know, um, connection. They've, they've done some, uh, the National Endowment of the Arts has partnered um, with other branches as well, specifically the Department of Defense um, to support veterans. So there's a whole program called Creative Forces, and they're helping veterans um, recover from PTSD and trauma recovery uh, in various, you know, settings around the country. Um, so actually, a lot of a lot of the stuff, hap- a lot of the arts and health that's happening in the United States is happening in, med- in military communities, which I think people might be surprised to to hear. Um, anyway, I could go on and on and on. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just went to the conference for the National Organization for Arts and Health and heard all kinds of um, amazing presentations for gr- groups around the country that are doing cool stuff. That's awesome. That's so in- it's so exciting and encouraging to hear what's happening, especially when you're talking about what's going on with healthcare education, because that's our next generation of healthcare providers. So if they're yep. tuned into though the importance of those intangibles and just the, I guess in the past we've referred to it as bedside manner, but it, it's it's so much more than that. And one thing about the arts, including music, is it has this powerful ability to bond humans. Mm. And there's research behind that, too, in terms of the oxytocin that's, that's created in our systems when we're making music together. But that's one of those things that you just can't overlook the power that one of those intangible powers that music and the arts have. So, yeah, great to hear about our next generation being yeah. uh, having that included in their education. And I feel like it's one of those, like I said, I had never heard the term before i had never knew what it was but we now have like i mean i hear it every day a gazillion times a day and i'm like shocked that people don't know it now but then <laughs> it's also like starting to become like there was just that what like 60 minute 2020 like lady gaga and tony bennett are talking about it mm. now like it's starting to become a thing that's not necessarily everyday speech but that people are starting to realize like oh there is a connection i'm not just waking up and turning on my favorite song in the morning to get ready just for the fun of it. Or like, you know, like I go to the gym and it's the loudest music I can find. (laughs) You know, I'm not listening to like Mozart on my way to the gym. I'm listening to whatever to get me like excited. And so to have a better workout, like you were talking about, like, sure. It's very interesting that kind of the slow kind of trickle of people starting to talk about it. And I don't know if that's just because I'm in the world now where I'm like hearing it or uh-huh. if it's actually maybe becoming something outside sure. of the bubble. Yeah. Um, well, for my listeners and your listeners too, for that matter, if you have listeners who are interested in learning more about arts and health, or music and health. Are there certain resources in addition to your podcast and your website, which I know there's a lot on there, but mm-hmm. are there are there resources that you often are recommending to people that mm-hmm. that you can recommend to people who want to dig into dig into that topic more? <laughs> you want to go down the rabbit hole. There are places <laughs> I can send you. I am your Mad Hatter. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um yes. a few of your top ones and then I seriously <laughs> I would love to have your list sure. and I'll put it in the show notes for this episode on my feed but yeah I'm all about these resources and lists so have well, the, tell me tell me your top ones sure the two primary ones that are kind of like good gateways in um is the 
website for the National Organization for Arts and Health, which is the NOAA.net. Um, they have a resource page on there. They have white papers that they've published. They have con- um, uh, links to um, re- research um lists and things. They have a link to like the World Health Report, which a couple years ago released um, a scoping review of arts and health happening around the world and the different Mm -hmm. ways it's applied and the impact and all that. It's really cool report. Um, And then there's another great resource through the Center for Arts and Medicine at the University of Florida. Um, And let me see how you search it. So you, you would just type in a search, Center for Arts and Medicine, University of Florida, arts and health research. And they have a whole research database that they keep up to date. They actually do a really, they do an amazing job (laughs) keeping that database up to date. And it's like pages and pages and pages and pages of, of arts and health research. And you can search the database by keyword terms. Um, So like, how is it applied in cancer, Alzheimer's, um, elder care, uh, children, like you can do different keywords. You can look mm-hmm. for music, visual arts, writing. Um, and so that's a really great database that we, that I recommend for people that want to go down that rabbit hole. Awesome. And also Google alerts are really fun. That's what ah. I, I'm very overwhelmed by all of the research nerdy stuff that Stanzi loves. Like, <laughs> So I have an email, like multiple emails once a day that come in with certain keywords that then I go through one research and two, like who's out there doing the work. Like, mm. That's where we find a lot of our guests for this podcast are through articles that I find that I'm like, oh my gosh, this person in wherever is doing this amazing thing. And I want to talk to them about it. Sure. So yeah. if you don't want to be overwhelmed by pages after pages after pages just try Google. Yeah. (laughs) Mindy, I have a question for you where like, I sometimes hate this question because I'm the person who does something and then forgets what I just did. But (laughs) how long have you been doing your podcast? And um, tell us like, who like the types of people you have been talking to. And if there are some I'm sure that stick out in your mind of episodes that have maybe changed you in some way. Mm, yeah. Or that you've learned from. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, I learned from all of them for sure. Uh, in terms of the type of people that I talk to, my podcast is not niche at all. So it's a little bit all over the place in terms of pretty much any topic that's kind of like, um, talking about how does music affect our lives every day And also how can it make music or how can music make life better? So I kind of, on my website, once I got to a hundred episodes, I was like, okay, I need to like categorize these a little bit more because it's a little overwhelming for people just to go see this huge list. That's um, so holistic, but not necessarily organized so much. So I did, I did kind of categorize them into four different categories. One is science and health. One is sports and entertainment. One is education and community. And then the fourth one is business. Mm Because there are some really unique, really effective business applications of music too. And I also, in that category, are things like, how is music being used in marketing? If I go into a store or a restaurant and there's music playing, what's it trying to do to me? Like, how Mm -hmm. is it trying to manipulate my buying? I find that really fascinating. 
So uh, let's see here. In terms of specific guests or episodes that have really sort of changed me or really caught my attention, one that will always stand out in my memory is with Richard Casper. Uh, Creative Vets is the organization, the nonprofit mm-hmm. that he started. And he's a veteran from the Iraq War. He came back with um, PTS. He had uh, closed head injuries from explosions there, lost his best friend to an explosion and came back and just was really in a downward spiral. And his story is one that just really caught my attention and was really powerful and really moving. And I was just so inspired with how he's sort of redeemed the suffering and the trauma and the depression that he experienced to transform life for other people through this creative vets organization. So what he does is he works with veterans and also professional singer songwriters in Nashville. Then they bring veterans into Nashville to meet with these professional singer songwriters and to create a song. And it's one of those things like who's going to turn down a opportunity for an all expenses paid trip to go to Nashville and meet with these famous singer songwriters and sometimes artists too. And so they have these events where they'll kind of talk enough about the, the better, the vets experience to create a song together with them. And it's just been this powerful way for the veteran to share their experience sort of with metaphor without having to get into the graphic details of what they experience. Cause a lot of times they don't want to do that. And it's been a really powerful way for them to share their story in a way that um, they haven't been able to before, even with their closest friends and family, there's been family members who have said, this is the most we've ever been able to, experience what they experience and enter into it and hear their story is through the song. And so that I can't do his story near justice, what he can, but that was one of those episodes that just really touched me. And I thought, wow, this is the epitome of making the world a better place through Mm. music is what he's doing. So that was really powerful. One other episode and guest that really comes to my mind is Steve Seiler, he has a story about the the power of music because of how melody and words are processed in two different parts of the brain and how you can read words, you can have words spoken to you, and they don't really sink in and impact you the same way they do when you hear those same words as lyrics in a song. Because when those words are combined with melody, you're working with both sides of the brain, and it just allows you to process and integrate those truths in a way that you're not able to just by reading them on a page or having someone say them to you. And with his light bulb moment, it came through an event that was for survivors of trauma. And he was told going in, these are people who have survived traumatic events. So just a heads up, they don't want to be touched, you know, don't go up and give them a hug or, you know, something like that. And after he 
performed this song that was written about and by and for survivors of violence, the women in this event were just lined up to give him a hug and mm -hmm. telling him the words of the song are words that our loved ones have been telling us for years. And we've heard them, but they just haven't sunk in the way they did when we just heard them in this song. And it was just a really powerful story. And again, I'm not doing his story near justice. You'll have to listen to the episode, but those were two episodes and guests that really stand out in my memory. Mm, beautiful. That's so cool. And is Richard Casper the guy who collaborated with President Bush yes. on the, the portraits? Um, the yes. Portraits? Yes. And he was given an award by Bush. Um, it may have been the Bush Library Foundation or something like that. I don't remember the specifics, but yes. That's so cool. I'm definitely gonna have to look up that episode. Yeah. And, you, you know, and, and his organization is really cool and to follow on social media too, because they, it's, it's a great way to stay up to date on what they're doing and the, the results and the fundraisers that you can participate in to support them. The artwork, in fact, you'd, you'd enjoy that because they do not just music, but they do mm -hmm. a lot with the arts in general. So sculpting and visual arts, things like that. So Instagram, they have a really great account where they're showing all of the, the artwork that their, their um, participants are creating. So that's fun to see. So cool. Do you have um, resources that people should know about? Oh, out? well, since my podcast is a little more all over the place, I guess I can't point to just one, but I would say if people go to the, to, to my website under the podcast tab, there's an archives tab and there you can see all the episodes and you can see the groupings those four groupings that i mentioned because people tend to be more or less interested in one over the other so for example if you have listeners who are like i really want to stick with the health aspect health and well-being medicine go to the science and health tab and just look at those topics and see what catches your eye or if you're more into sports and entertainment go to that tab and just see what catches your eye. And I do have pretty thorough show notes for all of these episodes. So whichever episode and topic catches your eye, just go to those show notes and there'll be resources there. Cool. I'm also stealing your idea to categorize them. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting so. to that point of yeah. quite the library of episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of an organization nerd. So that's, that's just right up my alley. <laughs> you love a good spreadsheet. Oh, I do. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> my idea of like, if I just need therapy on a, on a like Friday night and I have nothing going on, I will organize my cupboards. <laughs> that's the nerd that I am when it comes to organization. <laughs> the world needs people like that. The world needs I know nerds I like that, right? <laughs> love a good color-coded closet. I can tell you that. <laughs> Who um, would be your dream guest for all of us here on the on the podcast? Oh, boy. Oh, that means I have Prob to come with an answer. Yeah, 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 because you're next. Um, my dream podcast guest would probably be Michael Franti. He is a... He's sort of the epitome of somebody who's using music to make the world a better place. And it's it's his music, it's his lyrics, it's what he does to, what he lends his, his name to. He does a lot of uh, pro bono type volunteer stuff. Um, he's just someone who walks the walk and talks the talk, you know? So... Mm. 
he's someone I would love to talk to about just the power of music to make the world a better place. Hmm. He's a cool guy. And I love his music. Nice. <laughs> he, he's also a really great person to follow on social media because he does a ton of connecting with fans on there. He does, he did a ton of streaming concerts during lockdown and uh, just a really great way to keep tabs on what he's up to. So have you reached out to him? I have. I have. Oh. Yep. He's been too busy. <laughs> Understandable. But we have a <laughs> surprise. He's here in the green room. Days, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, though, I'll, I hope I can have him on as a guest. <laughs> Richard, what's yours? We'll tag him in all of these. Uh, so he Thank can, you. <laughs> so um, <sighs> Do you need another minute? I need, feel like I, yes. <laughs> I have two and I have to figure out which one I want to talk about more. All right. I'll go first. Maybe mine's one of them. And then anyway. it won't be. Probably not. <laughs> um, I feel like this is like what so many podcasters would say, but I feel like there really genuinely is a lot of overlap with um, Brene Brown's work. Mm-hmm. And she's just down the street at Houston. Brene, if you want to be on Road our trip. podcast, <laughs> you know, she, you know, her work on vulnerability and creativity um, is just right up in there of kind of articulating why our hearts need art and like why some of the roadblocks that we hit in creating um, creating art. Um, so I would love for her to be on on the podcast and to pick her brain about um, kind of that intersection of arts and health and you know, maybe invite her to be a stronger advocate specifically on that topic. So sure. And have you reached out to her? We have. She also has been busy with her podcast, but they did actually respond like real person. (laughs) It wasn't just like a a form response, which was kind of nice. So, Oh, good. Yeah. Well, she has the podcast and books and she has so much. We'll go on her podcast too. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll allow it if she lets us. Um, Yeah, Uh, mine would probably, which is weird that Stanzi didn't come up with this, but I feel like this is my answer for every dream guest would be, and then I'll explain it, would be Rosie O'Donnell, of course. Of course. Um, She introduced me to the arts, and which helped probably save my life, and introduced me to Broadway and theater, and uh, she has used the arts to save her own life and has started uh, the Marvel art center for underprivileged children and does a ton of arts and health work and may or may not even know it. So she should come on and we could tell her <laughs> and do a little sometimes, segment. Sometimes that's the best is when people don't even realize what they're doing with the arts yeah. and, and you, you, we, we see it and it's fun to just put the spotlight on that. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is, this is the arts that we're talking about. And you awesome. don't have to have a degree in art or a degree in music or 30 years of experience playing music to take advantage of that. It's very true. And I will just say quickly for your, this is specifically related to visual arts, but um, I think creati- it applies to creativity in general. There's um, some studies that have been done measuring cortisol levels before and after active art making and people actively engaging in creativity. Um, and this one specifically was visual arts. And um, they found a significant lower cortisol level in participants after 45 minutes of art making. But they found that 
there was not a significant difference between people who had a lot of experience making art and people who were brand new to making art, that they each mm. experienced those health benefits. Um, so giving yourself permission to do those things that are creative and expressive. Um, I, I feel like I say this message a lot in other podcasts that I'm on, but we all need to reclaim the healing power of our own creativity because it's been stamped down by so many. And Mindy, you're an arts educator, so you probably see this of, you know, I, I'm a voice teacher. So I have students that come to me that have been told that they're tone deaf or they can't sing or, you know, fill in the blank. And patients that we work with are you know, always like, I'm not an artist. I can't draw. I can't whatever. Fill in the blank. And they always have a story of wounding around their creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're one of those people that's sitting here and saying like, oh, well, I'm not an artist. I'm not fill in the blank. Um, Maybe think about why you believe that and what you might need to do to move past that because the arts are too important. Um, I believe it's Leonard Bernstein, is it his quote? Um, That (laughs) music like sex is too important to be left to the professionals. (laughs) (laughs) It's we can that, add that out of your podcast, Mindy, if you need me to. <laughs> no, you can leave it in. Okay. But it, it is. It's so central. It's so essential to um, human thriving as individuals and as communities, and especially coming out of this time when we've been so isolated from each other and so separated from art, especially communal artistic expression that we need the arts now more than ever. We need to go to concerts together. We need to dance together. We need to create together. We need to share our stories with each other because we have to, we have to, in order to come back to each other and stop tearing each other apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the greatest powers that the arts have. And you mentioned it in earlier, Mindy, is it, it's, um, it's a shortcut to human connection and that's mm-hmm. really what it's all about. Love that. I'm so glad we connected Mindy. I don't really remember how we did it, but um, <laughs> I'm glad we did. And then I took a trip and got to meet you in real life. Right. And, um, the rest is history. How can people um, follow you and connect with you and your podcast? Yeah, my website is a great place to go. It has all the links there. mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast. So if you go there, all the information on the podcast is there and also all my social handles. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So all of those I'm on regularly and are great places to connect with me. You can also email me too, which my email is on my website. Cool. And what about you? Where's the best place to connect with you? We're anywhere. We're Same thing. usually Same the, one of the two of us is answering your email <laughs> or Instagram message. Um, at, you can go to heartsmeetart.org and that will be the great place to find everything you'll need to get a hold of us. Awesome. Uh, so make sure you're subscribing to both of our podcasts mm-hmm. and uh, listening every week. And we appreciate Mindy you being on here and for allowing us into your world and um, say hello to all your listeners for us. Awesome. All right, everyone. We will uh, see you next week. Take care. Keep creating. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers in partnership with the National Organization for Arts and Health. You can help others learn about the healing power of the arts by subscribing, sharing, and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen or watch.
The podcast is hosted by Richard Wilmore, co-hosted by Constanza Rader. Our theme song, Songbird, is written and performed by Natalie Lane. Visit heartseedart.org to learn how you can support our mission to create joy with people facing life-altering health challenges. Join us next week to learn more ways you can create art for the health of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Heartseed Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast.